Passion, you're just getting started. Hallelujah. Wow, look at all the people. What an honor for you to come out tonight, to take your Friday night and to come out and listen to me. One of two things, you're either hungry or you had nothing else to do. But I'm glad you're here. I want you to high-five three people and tell them you're glad they're in the place and that this is the night God has made for you. Well, let's just start out by giving honor where honor's due. I want to say thank you to the great pastors of this house. The hotellings are awesome people. Give them a big God bless you. I also want to thank the staff and the other pastors. It's good to have them here with us. And, of course, that's what they're paid to do. But I'm glad they're here. And uh, I'm also thankful for all those that have made this happen this weekend. You do not want to miss a single service. So all the way from the worship team who did a great job, and then also those in media, thank you guys. All the ushers, everybody. Give them a big God bless you. You can always tell when you give uh, honor to the worship team, they shout louder for anybody than, I mean, <laughs> nobody, it's just themselves. But praise the Lord. And let's give honor where honor is due also. My beautiful wife and best friend, <laughs> Pastor Tammy. I don't call her that at the house. Only goofball ministers do that. They, they get their doctorate and then they walk around the house. Would you get the great doctor something to eat? Oh, my God. That's stupid, isn't it? I don't know. I'm this close to getting my doctorate, not because I really have desired to have one, because honestly, by looking at me, who wants to introduce this as Dr. J? (laughs) Thought he'd be taller and darker. But anyway... y'all's heart. If you think it's going to get better, it's only going to get as good as you prayed. So if this isn't as good as you wanted, well, you just told on yourself you didn't pray. But no, it's an honor y'all came out tonight. Do not miss a single service. And and so excited also in honor. uh, Give honor where honor is due. Pastor Cindy Stewart from Florida is with us as well. Uh, I'm I'm glad though that... uh, Milwaukee has been put in our assignment. I'm thankful to God that he asked us to be a part of these great meetings. And you're going to leave here different than the way you came in. So if you really like who you are, it's going to get even better. If you don't like who you are, it's all up from here. But uh, praise the Lord. Turn with me, if you would, to John chapter 10, and I'm going to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for these precious ones that are here tonight. You know my heart. I do not take it for granted that anybody ever shows up. Speak through me boldly tonight, God. Holy Spirit, I yield to you. Use my tongue as the pen of a ready writer. I ask now that the rivers, your voice flows through me. 
Let your voice flow forth as rivers of living water. That we all hear what we need to hear. That tonight we hear from heaven. We're not hearing from man. We've come to pull on you, God. We are pulling on what heaven has for us tonight. We are pulling on every single minister as if God Almighty was there standing before us. And we want and desire and hunger and thirst to hear from you tonight. Not anything else, nothing more, nothing less, nothing else. And we give you all the glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. If you agree with that, give God the best hallelujah you've ever given him before. Come on. Come on, put your hands together. Come on, and give him the greatest praise you've ever given anyone before in the name of Jesus. I don't take the I don't take any time I minister lightly. We 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 travel a bit, but we we mainly are now pastoring. That doesn't mean we're doing one or the other. It's just like when you have a baby, right? You you know you you don't just let the baby you know look your your older brother dresses himself. What's your problem? You know you you got to help some things along in their infant stages but that's where we're at right now and our we got a new church building I think the last time we were here we were in the process of an acquisition of acquiring our new building and, and uh, your word over us about needing uh, more than what was needed for the building we, we've stood on that so praise the Lord listen you start using the word uh, hundred or thousands or tens of thousands or hundred people, people at different levels check out but you're not going to have people that you pay every week that work at Amazon. What's that guy's name, Bezos? You're never going to hear him flinch at, oh, my God, $100,000 came in today. Or this other guy, Elon Musk, billions coming in. Or this other guy, what's it, the Bill Gates. Do you know our God also has windows? And there's a real strong anointing here tonight. And if you will press in, I promise you, things you've never felt and dealt with before in the spirit, in a good way, are going to come in and it's going to rock your world. Hallelujah. Is it okay to say that? Say, Jesus, come in and rock my world. Yeah, I was, I was, I was, uh, come on, say it again. Jesus, do what you want to do. Say what you want to say. Rock my world. There it is. John chapter 10, verse 3 says this. Here's Jesus speaking, so I would listen. To him the porter opens, and the sheep hear his voice. Say, I hear his voice. Say, I hear his voice. Clearly. And he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. A lot of stuff going on in this verse right here. You're not the one that has to open the door. You just go through what he opens. The other thing is, if you're his sheep, he hears and you hear. You hear and he hears. So when I say I don't take these services lightly... I was praying on this because a lot of times we'll come together and we will have that flow. There's no doubt of words coming forth. But if you're not grounded in the word, 
You'll always be addicted to hearing those that know how to flow, and you'll never learn yourself. And the whole key is that you and I learn how to flow like this too. The main thing is I hear from God. She hears from God. She hears from God. She hears from God. But the thing is we should all be saying we hear from God. And I'm going to show you this. If there's a title for this, hearing God is easy. Well, that's the right title. You know how I know? Because we hit Catholic level right then when I said it. (laughs) It makes no sense that we all hear from God and then all of a sudden you don't. But I'm going to show you how easy it is. Y'all want to hear that tonight? All right, stay tuned. John chapter 10 and verse 4. When he puts forth his own sheep. He goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Say this, I hear his voice, I I know his voice. voice. But look at this, and a stranger they will not follow, but they'll flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. Now here's the thing, there's a difference between hearing a voice and knowing a voice. I can hear voices all the time, but the problem is if I don't discern what voice I'm listening to, I'll be led astray or I'll be led in the way. See? And so you're his sheep. But don't you know what goats and wolves do? They try to get amongst the sheep and try to lead them or scatter them. Why? For the whole purpose of you to be confused on what voice you're listening to. But the reason you and I are led by Jesus and led by the Spirit is we hear His voice and we know His voice. This is going to help somebody in here. Say thank you. Just by faith. (laughs) Does anybody ever trip on, oh my God, I heard the devil talking to me. When I've counseled, I've had people come into my office and they've said, Pastor, I need some help. I've been hearing the devil all week. He's been talking to me all week. And I said, okay. Well, doesn't that shock you? Don't you think something's wrong? I said, no. It's not wrong until the voice that you hear that's wrong and you start following it. That's when it becomes a problem. Take the brakes off. Take the pressure off. You hearing the devil is not making you messed up. I'm going somewhere with this. You following that voice is what's messing you up. You're going to hear voices. That's what he said. He said, the voice of the good shepherd I know and I follow. The voice of the stranger I don't follow. So hear me when I say this. Hear my voice saying this. You're going to hear the voices, but that doesn't mean something's jacked up in your head. It's what you do with those voices that come. There are going to be voices that try to stir you over here into anger, stir you over into strife. And then there's the voice of the heavenly father, the voice of the spirit that's leading you 
carrying you from glory to glory, faith to faith, and strength to strength. The thing is, you're going to hear the other voice. It's a stranger. Understand that and go, I have no relationship with that voice, but I'm not going to follow it. I'm going to follow the voice I have a relationship with. People only get into trouble when they're not developing their relationship with God to hear his voice. And I'm not talking about just audible. Don't get all crazy with me. Some people do. That's fine. I've had something hit me before where I turned and I thought I had audibly heard it. It's not like that all the time. That's not going to make you more spiritual than anybody else. What makes you spiritual is you obeying the voice you hear, whether it's in here like an audible voice or you actually hear it out here. I'm going to go a step further. If you're hearing it out here, it's because something in here is not sensitive yet. I don't know. Passion's a cool name for a Catholic church. Good job. (sighs) Say, I know his voice. Oh, you're getting quiet. I don't want to repeat you now. No, I know his voice. I hear his voice. It's the still small voice. It's the loudest voice I hear. Well, you know, it's so still, it's so small, sometimes it gets jarbled. No, mm -mm. I can pick her voice out of a crowd talking. She can't pick out mine. (laughs) It's the truth. We were in the the great Milwaukee airport last night. Nah, stop it. Let me tell you, you already sang. It was beautiful. We gave you accolades. Stop. Now, listen. (laughs) What? We're in the Milwaukee airport. She goes, do you think we have time to use the bathroom before we get our luggage? And I said, if you got to go, we have time. And so she went, and uh, she was in there. And she, she came out of the bathroom going, that's weird. I heard you and Clayton out here laughing. I'm sitting on a bench looking out a window by myself like Forrest Gump. And I said, I wasn't out. And she goes, I could have sworn that was your voice. You and Clayton out here going, her, her, her. I'm like, no, that wasn't. That, I, no. I'm not sure what she, those voices don't follow. So <laughs> you learn to develop that voice. I'm actually talking about some stuff pretty heavy. That's why I'm throwing out some anesthetic with some attempts at humor. But the thing is, a lot of times what we call God, we're not really developed in. And then we get led astray. And then we wonder why what we said was God to everybody fell apart. And it wasn't. And then you know what ends up happening? We end up blaming God that it wasn't God. And then we pull back even further from the voice. Turn with me to Genesis chapter 3. We'll start there, and then I'll end up in Revelation. Thankfully for guys like me that know we're in the end times, I'll start in Genesis, and then we'll go right to Revelation. All right, I'm kidding. (laughs) I'm glad there's a minister in the house that got that, and I thought it was funny. Hey, and by the way, when it comes to the end times, don't get all too uptight about it. How are you? Uh, let me just at least give her a hug. This is one of our sweet partners. Hello. Oh, oh my God. You know I never got that divorce. You know, right? <laughs> I'm still with her. I'm still with her. Oh my God. 
we need an incident report. But praise the Lord. No, it's good to see you, honey. God bless you. All right. So in Genesis chapter 3 and verse 1. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord had made. And he said unto the woman, the serpent, Yea, has God said you shall eat of, uh, has he not said that you're not going to eat of all the trees of the garden except for this? And the woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, don't eat, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. Talking about spiritually, but they didn't understand that. They just said, don't go there, and if I do, I'll die. And the serpent said unto the woman, you shall not surely die for God does know that in the day you eat this fruit your eyes will be open and you shall be as God's knowing good and evil it goes on and says that the woman saw what the serpent was saying the fruit was pleasant you know the the lust of the flesh lust of the eyes pride of life if you've been uh, taught along that line you understand but here's the thing where did the problem come in Well, we know because the serpent came and spoke to her. No, he's going to come and mess with people that obviously have a call. He's going to come in and mess with those that know where they're going and know whose they are in Christ. He's going to do that. In this place, they were the only ones that had been created so far. And guess what? That was the only couple to mess with. Why would she have done this? She heard his voice, but the problem is she began to have conversations with it. Well, I would never have a conversation with the devil. I'll give you that. But the conversation isn't you talking and going, uh, hey, hey, Satan. It's not like that. It's reasoning. It's deducing. It is, huh, that makes sense. It's why would the pastor make me say that or do that? Why would this? Why would that? It becomes this thing where you are having a conversation and the devil is subtle enough to make it look like you aren't having a conversation with him. But where does confusion come in? Oh, I want to say one thing and believe this, but I'm saying this and believing that. You're getting two thoughts that are going on and two dynamics. And the problem is, if you just would have stuck with what he said in the beginning... If you just would have stuck and not gone near the tree. But we do not have record of how long the conversations and those those taunts have been going on. We don't have record. We read it through real fast and we think that the serpent just came up and was like, hey, sorry for the list, but I, you know, it's my tongue's. Been practicing my seven silly swans swim silently, see, and I'm sit, suffering succotash. I just, you know. <laughs> Do you know why a lot of people don't sit on the front row in our services? Because it's like free willy time, you know, the, the, the whales splashing. They're in the splash zone. But I've only had two people in this church ever hit their skin and it started screaming because it burned them. They were set free. All right, no, listen. It burns. (laughs) (laughs) Who said what? (laughs) 
I know. Now watch it. My ex-girlfriend's watching you. <laughs> so watch this now. Said he was the most subtle of all the beasts. I do not believe this was a one-time occurrence. I believe he had been working on her and hitting her and hitting her and talking to her about other things. So much so that finally she just started to go, you know what? You're starting to make sense. You're right. I would want to know how to have my eyes open. I would want to know how to be like... Honey, your eyes are open. Honey, you already are like God's. You and your husband have been able to name all the birds of the air and all the fish of the sea. You, you've already got the ability and anointing to, to be fruitful and multiply. And isn't it human nature? There's the part of the soul. If we're not protecting the voice versus the voices, we'll end up being led astray. And then we wonder why. And then we blame the church. We blame the pastor. We blame God. We blame our family. I'm telling I'm just kidding. I'm, I'll just go do something else then. This is all a bunch of malarkey. No, it's not. What happened is just suck it up. Get humble. Realize you were listening to the wrong voice because you were developing in that area. Oh, my flesh. It feels good. Developing in that area. Oh, I like what I'm hearing. Uh, it's not that bad. Oh, back in the 70s, it would have been bad. Today, it's acceptable. Rated G now drops the F-bombs, basically. You know what I mean. I'm sorry. Say, that's good, Father Hoskins. No, I'm telling you right now. If we end up developing in an area, choosing what Jesus said, if you remember, having ears to hear, that doesn't just happen without developing it. And I'm going to show you how to develop how easy it is to hear God's voice. And we see here in the rest of Genesis with this uh, situation, she takes a bite of the, the, the fruit, gives it to her husband who was right there. Timothy says it. It's in uh, Genesis. He gave her, him a bite of it too, right? And there they are. And just like that, one bite happened from multiple hearing the voice, the wrong voice. And in the midst of this, they couldn't get more perfect. Don't miss this. In the midst of this, they had meetings with God every single day. They were hearing his voice every single day. But in the process, there's somebody competing for the voice you're hearing every single day. Don't miss this. It seems good. Oh, nobody knows what I'm going through. That feels good to an unrenewed soul. <laughs> you know what? Where's Clayton? Go ahead and bring out the casket. I said, if it gets to the place of funeral, we might as well have something up here, a casket at least. The only thing dying is that old man in here. How many of y'all desire to hear his voice clearly? How many of y'all are listening? Okay. About a third of the crowd. I'll take it. When they partook of the fruit... They immediately had their eyes open to the flesh. Their eyes had already been open to the spirit. But when their eyes were open to the flesh, they couldn't see the presence and glory that had clothed them. 
So what did they end up doing? They went to the very area that they fell in sin in and started to create clothing from that. That's why you don't think we see it, but when you've been in the world, it's obvious. You wear it. Woo! No, I'm good. I'm good. Who in here needs prayer? No, I'm fine. No, you need prayer. And it's not because there's something wrong with you. It's what you're wearing. It's how you sound. You, you know, you, you sound like the world. You sound like the enemy. You sound like the thing I got healed from. You sound like the thing that's come against me that I got delivered from. You sound like the stuff I used to hang out that Jesus reached his hand down and saved me from. So don't tell me that you don't look like it when you obey it. When you obey the wrong voice, you gravitate to developing in the very area that you were sinning in you start to clothe yourself with that Woo! touch your neighbor and say I don't know what's wrong with you but this is good <laughs> sorry that was the only person you had next to you <laughs> but the, th- the same thing's true with this the more you spend time with God the more you look like him When you're in God, when you're in Christ, you look better than when you were in the world. There is something about you that shines. There's something about you that radiates. You don't have to be crazy Wesley like me. You don't have to be over the top charismatic and cocaine shakes when it gets around me. Please don't snort me. Don't torment me. (laughs) You know. You can be who you are and still shine the light of God. You can be exactly your personality that God created and still shine the love of God. You can still sound like him and look like him. It's called a kindred spirit. When I know the Holy Spirit and I do, I know the Holy Spirit in you. But here's the thing. Every one of us, including me, we've obeyed the wrong voice. Uh, how many of y'all like that? Hmm? I obeyed the wrong voice. I made a deal I shouldn't have. I went to a place I shouldn't have. I got into a relationship I shouldn't have. Do I need to keep going? And you're just like, my God, the fruit tasted good at first. Yeah, but you notice this? Doesn't say anything about them finishing the fruit. The enemy wasn't trying to get them to finish anything. He was trying to get them to obey the wrong voice. Hmm? So I need to hear from God. That's why we have churches filled with people coming for somebody else to hear from God for them. Because it's easier. There's a reason why your confidence isn't high anymore. You feel devastated like, God, I messed up again. I just can't get this right. I want to encourage you. You are this close to getting it so right. You're going to leave here going tonight. I'm desiring to hear from you tonight, God. I don't want you to hear from God only in this church. I want you to get in your car and start talking to him. I want you to, if you will sow time talking to him and him hearing your voice, you will have times where you're hearing his. Hallelujah. I want to thank both of you that just, just received that. That's awesome. In Genesis 3 and verse 8, it says that God was coming to meet with them. He had an appointment. 
He was wanting to talk to them. He was there. He created them to talk. Why would God have given us this story of Adam and Eve talking about how easy it was for them to meet with God and to hear his voice and then send us Jesus who is even greater, giving us a better covenant with better promises and making it harder for us to hear and be with God than they had in the God. Help me. He didn't make it harder. He made it easier. He got tired of people not having that, that, that connectivity with him. He got tired of people not being able to feel his love and his compassion and his mercy and his grace. He got to a place to where he's like, son, let's do something. He said, send me. I'll go. Whoa, come on. How many of y'all want to be more like Jesus? Well, then we got to go when he says go. And I'm not talking about out of a church. As a pastor, I can say this. We got a sign in our church that we're, we're making and we're going to put up on the wall. If God led you here, it wasn't for a season. I don't have any plants that are around our house that ask me to come here. Psst, come here. Yes, I'm just here for a season, and then I need to be uprooted, and then I need to go some other house. What's wrong with our house? We give you water. We put miracle Grow in your soil. What's wrong with our house? It's just a season. It's nothing personal. This is what I do. So when do you think you're leaving? I don't know, but when I'm led, I'll tell you. Those are called the no-grow plants. If you know anything about anybody in here, gardeners, I see a lot of people that look like you might do something with marijuana. I don't know. Is it? I believe it's safe to come over here, but sometimes my goofing around and word of knowledge is like so on fire and right that sometimes I'm like, for all I know, you could be like Wisconsin's biggest drug dealers, and I'm just playing around, and I'm like, I guess I'm getting killed tonight. No, anyway, so you hear how he's laughing? <laughs> It's like what you heard in the bathroom. <laughs> Maybe you're hearing in the spirit. All right, here, give it to <laughs> Anybody married in here? Husbands? Let me ask you, has your wife ever done a dead-on impersonation of you ever? Uh, see how quiet they got? I don't know why, but every wife I've ever heard impersonate their husband, we don't sound bright. <laughs> like we're not, and I'm thinking, why did you marry me then? So she could have a bus driver. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so they come into my office and they go, I've been hearing the devil all week. And I'm like, okay, has he been hearing you back? We don't converse, we command back. 
and we say, stop in the name of Jesus. A conversation is ongoing, but when I give a command, uh uh-uh. I follow the voice of my good shepherd, and him only do I follow. I do not follow your little distractions to get me all to unplant. I don't follow your distractions to get me to not grow. Because whenever anybody understands about planting and uprooting, planting and uprooting, the chances of that plant living, their root system gets shocked, and they end up dwarfing or dying. Stop it. There is no perfect church. I'm helping you take the pressure off. There are no perfect pastors. Ah! But I need a perfect pastor. Yeah, but not as much as pastors need perfect members. (laughs) Praise God, the coffee kicked in. I was telling the group, the leaders this morning, I was like, I have the, sometimes people come in, I, you know, we've heard from God, and, and we're feeling led to leave. And, I, and there's times where I'm like, I agree. I think it's time that, you know, I believe, thank God the Holy Ghost is leading you to go somewhere where maybe you can grow. Because if you can't receive here, then go where you can, because it's impossible now. It, it, it's dead weight. People are great, but not when they're dead weight. Oh, boy. Everybody that came for a personal word tonight and hands laid on them, you may get that still. But I'm just warning you, the word I have for you, you may not want just yet. Because it's meant to cause you to grow. If I'm just, look, we're all blessed. Amen? Say, I'm blessed. blessed. Say, I'm anointed. I'm healed. I'm prosperous. You should be the group that hears from God the loudest. It should be obvious when I come over and talk to you. This person hears from God. Not not that they have to hear perfectly and have to hear years in advance. But my God, if you've got a short-term goal, a mid-term goal, and a long-term goal, and you can do that and plan that out with your own head, your your, your beautiful big brain, if you can do that then you should be able to hear from God on what he needs you to do today. He met with them and said, I'm going to meet with you in the cool of the day. Is this helping anybody? They had already heard from God. And now they're hearing from Satan or the devil at this point, Lucifer. And what's crazy is after they committed this crazy fruit sin, they didn't even finish the fruit. One bite is all it took. They were still hearing God's voice. You have an assignment and an appointment with God. I think that came out here before. And when you have that appointment, don't miss it. We've got a dentist, and they're great. They're wonderful. But if we're supposed to be there at 10 o'clock... And we're at the stoplight, stuck, and it's 10.01. We're getting a phone call. I'm like, my God. Hello? Yes, hi, Tammy. This is Midtown Smiles, and we just wanted to let you know that we're expecting you at 10, and it's (laughs) 10.01. Yeah, I'm up here at the light, and uh, yeah, I'm just around the corner. I promise I'm going to come in there. Okay, well, I just wanted to let you know you're a minute late. (laughs) 
I heard a pastor say to me one time, if somebody doesn't respect your time, it's probably because you don't respect it. And so he said, if somebody's five minutes late, I make them wait five minutes. That's what he said. I, I don't, you know, whatever. If I'm lonely, I might let them back sooner. But um, <laughs> so he, he said, I'll make them wait. I had a guy that was 20 minutes late to a 30-minute uh, uh, appointment. That, that, that math doesn't work. Keep them in the waiting room until 10 after their appointment. That doesn't work. So I, was, I had this guy come in, and he says to me, he goes, I want to talk to you. I want to tell you what's been going on in my life. And his lips started quivering. Men cry, but don't lip quiver in my presence. <laughs> About to go buy you some new Barbie socks. Just don't, 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 don't. I mean, cover it like you're just like thinking, hmm. And he goes on for 15 minutes of a 30-minute counseling session. I'm talking to some leaders in here right now. And I was just listening, not gravitated, aggravated about the devil is doing this. And the devil is saying, this is only going to bother people that really love your cooperation and relationship with the wrong voice for attention. <laughs> we should have taken the offering up first. They were going to give a dollar. Now they're not. So anyway, he goes on for 15 minutes and he goes, you're the anointed man of God. What do you say? I said, that's crazy. That's terrible. Now let's do this. Tell me everything God's doing in your life. You got 15 minutes. Let's give him equal opportunity. Go. I said, don't lip quiver. You have rehearsed the wrong voice, and in the process of rehearsing the wrong voice, you're giving voice to the wrong voice, and you're actually feeding the wrong voice and becoming the wrong voice for the wrong voice and wondering why this is happening in our lives. When God gave you the anointing, he said through Jesus, say unto the mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea. Don't doubt in your heart, but believe the things that you say come to pass, you will have whatsoever you say but the problem is if you have whatever you say some of us have been good at calling mountains in instead of excavating mountains out two voices were in the garden a stranger and a shepherd the stranger became comfortable. I became desensitized to it. Hmm. To where now it doesn't sound as evil. Now it doesn't sound, that's called being subtle. Now it doesn't sound distracting. Now it's not as discouraging. Now there's something weird. It's like I, I'm addicted to the, this voice. I'm telling you, that's the wrong voice. You know you're listening to the wrong voice. We're in the cool of the day. You have an appointment. A lot of them are Sunday mornings and Wednesdays. 
and we can't gather with our friends and our family and worship God together, the wrong voices have entered in. What about on Monday morning? Uh, Tuesdays. Maybe you're a night owl. Maybe you love to worship God and pray at night. That's fine. Nothing wrong with that. Wherever you do, wherever you get it, do that. Meet with him. Wherever your cool of the day is, get there and stay there. Because when the heat of the enemy comes, it will not match the cool of the day the Lord brings. And so, here comes God. Can I use you as God? Oh, Lord. I thought he'd be more willing than that. All right, I need somebody to play the devil. Uh, anybody wearing a pineapple hand grenade shirt? I, I just saw that in his... Oh, there he is. Come here. Let's use you. Come here, Satan. God, you're over there. Satan, you're over there. I need you guys to be Adam and Eve. All right, here we go. Here's Adam and Eve being fruitful, multiplying. What are you going to name him, Cain? Anyway, so, all right. Abel, all right. Okay. They have been commissioned by God, anointed by God, to be fruitful and multiply. They weren't meant to just take care of a garden. They were meant to spread it around the world. But what ends up happening is, is while they're in the process of working for the Lord. The devil ain't going to mess with people that aren't going somewhere. And so here, they're not even paying attention to the subtle serpent. I need a lot of hissing. It never says Adam was given place to that. He was talking to Eve. The word came. <laughs> He's a Do you understand that Eve wasn't like running from him? She was conversing with him, so you know, pretend you're over there. Okay. But here's what God did. God anointed them to be fruitful and multiply. And he's at the place where he's trying to stop the fruit of their labors. And the only way to do that is to stop the voice you're hearing. Because the voice you hear will be the voice you obey. The voice you obey is the results that you get from that voice. And so here, the voice came to Adam saying, don't eat of that tree. You can eat of all the trees. in that human nature? We always want the one we can't. And he says, don't go and eat at this tree. But the thing is, all the seeds that he had sown, she didn't deal with. And so the seeds of that voice not dealt with created a subtle harvest. He was actually trying to be fruitful and multiply his seed of what he was saying into her. And knowing that if he could get it into her, he couldn't stop him. He's the one that heard the voice from God saying, don't eat of the tree. He's now in charge of, as the head of the house. He's now in charge of Eve and to do this. Not holding it over her, but to lead and guide her. And the problem is, is he heard the voice speak to him. So now she, he's going to talk to her with his voice and here you go right here here it is the more you heard that voice the more you gravitated to the wrong stuff 
So this is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. God never intended for any of us to know good or evil, just him and love. So here comes the serpent. Is it too much to ask you to slither on the ground? Okay. His wife said no. He does it all the time. Okay, so it's a breakdance move. Clayton, where are you? So pretend you're just talking and going... Okay, you're, you're watching her while she's watching and listening to it. And so he never gave the, or the fruit to her. He only gave her the wrong words. I blind you, Satan. All right. I tell it to come out, but where would it go? Anyway, whatever. devil come out of yourself everything are y'all there okay so the seeds that you whispered into her ear caused her to subtly turn around because she didn't spend enough time developing the right voice she didn't have the right knowledge she was already like god how do you know made in his image anointed with his power they were little g's right the too close to downtown Milwaukee to say that. All right. So he's the original G, and these are the little G's. Okay. The words then created a puppeteering effect, and she reached up and grabbed the fruit, took a bite, and still knowing the authority. Stop. You are a serpent. I'm not even sure you got hands. Yeah, clap with your fork. So... She didn't think anything really changed, but knowing and still recognizing authority, the seeds of the wrong voice caused her to then give him a bite. I know, right? Don't. Boo. Not only is this the prophetic conference weekend, this is also the tryouts for this year's Christmas cantata. All right. We're back to the Catholic Church. Thank God the wine's kicking in on some of them. All right. So this lady, Eve, and this man, Adam, were already created in his image. But here's the problem. Until they spent more time in that presence, any voice that came into their life was competing for that knowledge. Same thing's true for you right now. Well, I'll watch this. It doesn't matter. It might. I'd be very careful about who you open up yourself to and what you're listening to that's bringing forth the word of God. Because there's people in here tonight that have checked out. I'll be blessed. I'll continue to move forward. But there are, and, and dry off. But there are people in here that have checked out because I'm not like your favorite minister. I'm completely different. Well, I bet this will bless you. I bet some of them haven't seen the dead raised. I bet some of them haven't seen can't. This is the wrong time to get up.
That's your brother, right, Satan? You make large children. He barely cleared his head going out there. I'm like, yeah, they are, man. They are, they're awesome. I love these guys. The problem wasn't with her hearing the voice. The problem was she didn't deal with it when she heard it. The whole time, God's awaiting his cool of the day appointment. And this is at the place now to where they realize the first episode of Naked and Afraid. So they go and get their fruit of the loom that they make. They create these leaves, right? Create these leaves, and you create underpants and everything. That's right, whatever. So anyway, and then you've already done your job. You, you don't have to be anywhere now. You know why? They technically gave you rulership over the world. One bite, one act of disobedience because they wouldn't deal with the voice. But yet there were two voices in the garden. Ah, somebody help me. The creator, the dad, the father comes walking in the cool of the day. And, and just, this would be really good. Adam, Eve, where are you? You can't look at him. Where does she go? Oh, my God. I'm like, of all the people to make the rapture, she made it, and I didn't. I mean, I may not go up. And, I'm, I'm, I'm all right, whatever. How did you get back here so quick? Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt your Instagram posting. Adam, Eve, where are you? It's not because he's so old, they're so good at hiding, and, they, and God doesn't know how to find them. He's basically saying, Adam, do you know where you are? And this is the question tonight. If you want to develop in really hearing the voice of God, you've got to put into check what is God and what isn't. And there is nobody in here that I'm looking at, and eh, maybe two, that aren't bright enough to know <laughs> the voice of God. If somebody came in right now with a baseball bat and started clocking, the, you know, Chad back there in the sound booth. And they just started hitting him in the back of the knees and in the front of the knees. And Chad was screaming and going, ah! How many of y'all know that's not right? Well, I am in Milwaukee. All right. <laughs> There's always somebody that goes, it depends. <laughs> I don't know, maybe. Depends what he said. <laughs> so they're hiding in the very area they sinned in. You'll end up hiding in the very area you disobey in. And you're, you're not careful. You'll watch this. This happens. You'll start to defend that action. So God's going around saying, Adam, Eve, where are you? Adam, Eve. No, I need, I mean, Adam. <laughs> Adam, 
Eve, where are you? That went through my bowels. Okay, now, that was good. That rattled me. And they come out. That's a good cue, isn't it? They come out. This woman you gave me. No, not yet, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> you are scooting her right up to judgment, right? Judge. God, I need to talk to you about my second wife. No, that's not how that worked. That's not how that works. This is a, a cantata. Okay, so he says this. He goes, Adam, Eve, where are you? And then they come out. There was already an appointment for them to hear the right voice. And when he spoke, he still spoke after they had sinned. And they still heard after they had sinned. So here's the good thing. You're still going to hear his voice. The only problem is if you're not careful, you'll mix it up and be confused with the other voices that are talking. And then you'll come in and say, Pastor, I need an appointment. I need to know if I'm hearing from God. I need to know if I'm hearing from me. I need to know if I'm hearing from the devil. And all they're saying is this. I haven't been spending any time in God's word. That's not condemnation. That's location and direction. Because the more time you spend in his word, it's not a religious act. It's life. It's miracle grow. You want to hear his voice? He's going to speak his words. And the more words I know of him, the more it bears witness with me. And the more I pray in the Holy Ghost, which is the second, as I pray in the Spirit. What am I doing? I'm yielding my spirit, man. And my ears begin to hear the words of heaven come forth out from heaven through me. I begin to develop an ear to hear. If there's anybody in here that's been struggling with hearing the voice of God, I promise you it's in two areas. Am I marinating in the spirit? Am I meditating in the word? Man, we have trained our culture to question everything. Obey your thirst. You don't even realize that slogan for Sprite. Anybody work for Sprite? I don't want to miss a sponsorship. Okay. <laughs> Do you realize that Anton LaVey, the, the satanic priest, the guy that wrote the Black Bible, and then this guy that was over there, Aleister Crowley, that bought the, the, the Scottish rights castles and all that with the... Under, his thing was the first and only commandment, do as thy will. Do you know how limited you are by doing just the stuff you want to do? But when I submit my will to the Heavenly Father, I take all limits off. There is never going to be a time where I look back and go, man, I serve God and that sucked. I'm not going to get a shirt that says that. I want you to go back to my table and, you know, if serving God's really hit you in a weird way. We got some shirts for you. I serve God and it sucked. It's not going to happen. The will of God opens me up to greater blessing than I ever thought possible. 
the things that she and I are sitting on right now. It's not just because we went out and ministered only. It's because we believe the word and we speak the word. How do you know? Because there's a whole slew of ministers out there that aren't doing it and they don't have it. So guess what? It doesn't have to do with me being a minister. It has to do with me being a child of God. It has to do with you being a child of God. And he's giving you the same word he gave me. The same word he gave him. The same word he gave her. And if I'll just do it, we've got to stop training our culture to think that when we obey anything, it's bondage. When we obey him, it's freedom. Are you all getting anything out of this? I'm about to pray for some people in here. I don't know how you want to do the business of everything. But we got tomorrow morning, too. I know we're doing that. And then, uh, Pastor, you're doing uh, uh, Saturday night and then maybe some Sunday sessions as well. So, uh, listen, it's, they're all going to ramp up and build up. But the fact is, I want you to be able to sit in your seat. And whether anybody comes over to you and lays hands on you or gives you a word or not, you sat there. God came on you and gave you a word right there. That's not to negate an office. That's not to negate a gifting. It's to get you from being lazy. (laughs) Somebody said, that's awful brutal. I'm leaving tomorrow. (laughs) Got to get to another church to go beat up. (laughs) No, is this helping you for real? How many of you can say already you're starting to hear something that was stern on the inside that you're like, hmm, that was God. Let me give you an example. The cool of the day, he comes to meet with them. And he's, they're hearing the same God, same voice, but he's dealing with the same kids who obeyed the wrong voice. When he said to them, what have you done? Who told you you were naked? He's saying this, what voice are you listening to that can't get you everything I was giving you? No, no, let me, let me make it this clear. What voice has exposed you to think you have to hide? Mm. We don't like going to church because we feel exposed. It seems like the pastor's message was all to me. Well, then if that's the case with 100 people or so, that's good because that means that God's speaking to you when he's speaking to him and he's speaking to her, speaking to them. Because if you ever talk to somebody after a service, and they're like, man, pastor, and there's going to be people that come. That was a great healing service tonight. Okay? Did you get anything about the voice? Did you say something about the voice? (laughs) Yeah, I did. There's always going to be somebody that hears something and interprets it their way. And sometimes God will use that to minister to them right where they're sitting. But this is what's amazing. To develop the voice in you to hear it clearly is easy. Say it's easy. The part that's hard is telling your flesh to put yourself in a position to hear properly. But when you do, anybody in military or have been either active or retired, one person, anybody else? Anybody work in the Salvation Army at least? Something? Okay, thank you. All right, let's give it up for these two. God bless you. I'm pretty sure that when you were active 
and you went into basic training, just basic training, and you'd hear revelry, right? Can, do you still remember that probably? You, you did that kind of ingrained? Kind of just give us a rip of that. What is it with the lip quiverers? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm teasing. I know. Okay. All right, so. Sounded like some college frat houses after Taco Bell. But all right, now. Uh, <laughs> but when that, that would go off, what was that a sign for? Get up. Get up. Well, we're about to hear a horn blast. Mm. I said, we're about to hear a horn blast, a sky split, and he's coming back for us. And he's not waiting for you to get up. He's just saying, let's go. But the thing is, in the natural, when you heard that horn go off, you would what? Did your drill sergeant ever come in there and say, Soldier, I see you're still in the cot. If you need a little more shut-eye, then you can have it. We want you rested for this 10-mile hike. God knows we need you at your peak. What did he say? He jerked you. Yeah, what? You will be at your peak today, right now. And he jerked you Get out up. of your cot and everything. Yeah. Yeah, so wives, you can do whatever you need to do with it. All right, anyway, no, uh, this was the thing. Now, with the military, that's the military. And there are people today that are literally trying to bug out of the military, which honestly they should if they're not going to be disciplined. Yeah, right? And uh, I broke a nail. Well, let's break the others. It'll be a set. I'm using that as an illustration because when they said that, it wasn't always comfortable, was it? But after you did it a few times, you were disciplined, and nobody had to make you get up. Nobody had to make you do the push-ups. Nobody had to. Same thing with the Word of God, which is even far greater because it's bringing life to your spirit. If I will put my flesh under and I will put myself into reading the word daily, studying it and meditating on it, and then praying in the Holy Ghost and marinating in the spirit. How many guys in here can cook a great steak? On the grill? Well, that's what I meant. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not looking for no microwave steak. Oh, my steak is, is mid-rare and gray. I need it to go in the microwave longer. No, put it in the toaster oven. Give it some grill marks, something. Yeah, on the grill. You season it. You marinate it. You let it soak so that it has flavor, so that it's, it, it's unique. And when you cut into it, you're like, my God, this is good. Y'all are laughing. Some people are upset because they enjoy their gray microwave steak. I don't, I want it to look caramelized. Brown. I want it to look like the jockey just whipped it, like perfect. You know? And then you cut open in it, and then the angels sing, oh, I, you know, and it melts in your mouth, and you just, mm. can y'all tell I've been fast? All right, no. If you know how to make a good steak and you know how to marinate it and season it, well, so does God. But you got to put yourself in the position to where you get seasoned and marinated. 
if I soak that steak overnight, it's going to be different than if I just splash something on it on, you know, right before it goes on. Who? <laughs> I want you to shut your eyes for just a minute. Sometimes, if you will just shut your eyes, <laughs> you've had all night to be quiet, <laughs> you've had all night to be noisy, but now we're being quiet. And now we're getting noisy. It's like, what in the world? Listen to me now. This is a great illustration because there will always be something to try and distract you from hearing his voice. And if you yield to it and you feed on that, I tell our members all the time, I know you're not, you probably don't feel good, but if you're shy of going to the ER, come to service. And they'll say, but I don't feel good. I think I need to lay down. I know you need to take care of yourself, and I'm all about that. But we also believe in healing. I'm not going to push you to do something you don't want to do. But I believe if you'll come, you'll be healed, right? So do you want to stay in bed for a day or two and, and nurse this? Or do you want to feel a little rough for an hour and come and get healed? Because I'm going to tell you the same thing I tell them because I love you. I love Milwaukee. I love this church. I love these people. I love you, and I'm going to tell you this from my heart. Whatever you let the enemy keep you from coming to church for, he knows now he's got a door to keep hitting that button. Oh, man, I don't know. I got this big test. You'll always have a big test on Tuesday night, Wednesday night. Oh, you don't understand. I've been going through a lot of hell. I've been going through all this stuff with my family. That's fine. You can still go through it, but come and get strong in the services. You hear what I'm saying? Whatever you allow. If, if you're like, oh, man, I have a little headache. I can't go to church. You'll always have a headache before church. I promise. I've seen it. Somebody says, don't speak that over me. I say, Listen, I'm not. I'm trying to help you to not be ignorant of the voice that is trying to make way in your life. If you always wait before uh, to sow or to give tithe or offerings, when, when you're already doing real well, you'll never sow. Start where you're at. You'll never grow. Because if the enemy thinks he can keep bringing in financial situations into your life to slow you down, then guess what he's going to do? He's going to keep doing that. You've been having any pain in your shoulder or something? What's going on there? Come here, you're healed. And I want you to shut your eyes in this place. I'm going to ask a question, a very strong question after this lady gets healed. She's already healed in the name of Jesus. We had a lady move from Oregon just about two weeks ago. She was led by the Spirit to come to Tulsa. We'd never heard of her. She's never heard of us. She was watching our broadcast on CTN. She says, I don't want to watch Christian television tonight. She started flipping the channel. Nothing else was on. Came back to us. That's weird. And she said, I started taking notes. 
And I started praying. And the Lord said, these are your pastors, this is your church. She came to service. She had tried killing herself about 15 years ago, did a swan dive off of a five-story building onto her head, and she lived. Well, of course, because she came. But I didn't know that. I went over to pray for her, and as I was praying for her, I said, is there something going on with your neck? Is it like fused, just like what's happening with her? And I said, if that's, is that right? And she goes, yeah. I said, well, it's unfusing right now. Didn't know anything. Had that for 15 years. Had metal rods and stuff in her neck, and she couldn't move her neck. And all of a sudden, just like this lady's getting ready to do, all the pain goes, all the fusing unfuses, all the ligaments are healed. Move your neck now. It's healed. Move it. No, you're seeing if it hurts. Move your neck. You're healed. Come on, move it. Make people wonder if she's possessed. Oh, my God. Make noises if you got to. But praise God. Healed. In the na- That's good, right? All the pain's leaving, isn't it? My, I feel like something pulling my body down. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's unfusing. It's decompressing your entire spine and your mm-hmm. neck. Yeah, it's in a lot of pain. And it's gone now, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Come on, let's walk. Come on. It would have hurt to walk, but you're healed. Isn't that good? Yeah, it is. How long ago was that car accident? Uh, a week ago. A week ago. All right. Look at that. She probably, I'll, she didn't even tell me this. You were being fought with pain and inflammation to even come tonight, weren't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was. And look, 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 who's the first one we prayed for tonight? You see how the devil is? But you see how God is. The enemy was trying to keep her from coming to hear the right voice because when you obey what you think is just your, it's just a little fleeting glimpse. It's just, I'm just, whenever you do that, because he works through the flesh, as soon as you obey that, he knows now I can bring other little things, other little pains. And then it becomes justified. I, I don't make it anymore because I don't know. I just have a lot going on and everything. No, come on. How many of y'all know somebody like that? Then call them and get them here tomorrow. Bend over and touch your toes. Healed in the name of Jesus. And you can come back up. That feels good, right? Yeah, it do. It do. Come on, give me a hug. God bless you. Come on, he's the healer. He's the healer. Give it up for God and Adam and Eve. Boo, boo, boo. Yeah, you leave, Eve. (laughs) Heads bowed, eyes closed again. Hear from God. You don't have to hear an audible voice. I hope I made that clear. Don't be seeking audible voices. A lot of the voice that you need to hear is right there in the written word. But the Holy Spirit will speak to your spirit. Some of you are needing direction. Some of you need to know the next step in the name of Jesus. Hear what the Spirit of God is saying. And can I have my guitar player come up and play? You're not mine, but you know.
Father, all over this place right now, I never want an opportunity to be missed where somebody would be in the house. They've come tonight and they need greater help than knowing they are having trouble discerning the voice that's in their head, the voice that's in their heart, the voices that surround them at work or at school or their friends or their family. They don't even know right now if they were to die, if they would miss hell and go to heaven. They, they come to church. They love you, God. But they've never made that dedicated, decisive act to ask you to come into their heart. And when you do that, my friend, when you ask him to come into your heart, the voice gets so much clearer. You may say that if I pray that prayer tonight, will you lead me? Will you pray with me? I would be honored to. When I count to three, I'm going to ask you if you would to lift your hand all over this place. If that's you, give me that opportunity to pray with you and lead you into one of the greatest decisions you could ever make in your life. It changed my life. At age 12, and hear me when I say this, I gave my life to Jesus, or I prayed the prayer like some of you are getting ready to pray. And when I prayed that prayer, it was on the Mississippi River by a one-legged Baptist preacher named Pastor Cy. And when I went and I gave my life to Jesus, it was not a big fanfare thing. I didn't do a lot of crying. I didn't do a lot of emotionalism. But I did know in my spirit, I believed with all of my heart, Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. If you've never confessed that, if you've never said that, if you've never spoken that, and never asked Him to come into your heart after you said those words, that Jesus, you are my Lord and Savior. Tonight is your night. This is a great night. You picked the right night to be here. You may say, well, you know, at age 12, did you go into Bible school and everything? No, I took a crazy detour and almost lost my life a few different times because after I received Jesus, I pulled some Adam and Eve stuff. I started listening to the wrong voices. You may say in here, yeah, I've done that. Nobody's condemning you. I came here to tell you I've done it. I came here to tell you we've all been there. I came here to tell you that there's something that's about to change in your life to where those voices have no more of an appetite to you anymore. That the only voice that you give pleasure in hearing is the voice of your good shepherd, the voice of God, the voice of Jesus, the voice of the Holy Ghost. You may also say this, you know, if I were to die right now, I don't know if I would miss heaven or miss hell and go to heaven. I want to know. I've prayed that prayer, but some things have happened. I want to know tonight by 100% assurance that if something were to happen, that I will spend the rest of my life with him in paradise and in eternity and you may be in this category you may say you know what I've been listening to the wrong voices and I've been listening to some stuff and I've drifted there's some things that have happened in my life where I've just begun to drift away I'm a born again child of God I'm even a spirit filled believer but I don't talk to him like I used to I don't meet with him in the cool of the day like I used to there's stuff that gets in the way and it just seems like I have no more of a hunger for him like I had before I want that back I've drifted maybe it's external things maybe it's been the death of a loved one maybe it's been uh, some 
somebody you cared about stabbed you in the back. Maybe a bonus didn't come through. Maybe some things just started to fall apart all around you. Whatever the case is, maybe a bankruptcy or, or you know, a, a sudden loss of something in your life. And you're going, I just need to come back home. I need to come back into being in the cool of the day. I need to hear the voice of my good shepherd. It may not be external. It may be internal. You might say, well, what does that mean? The hidden things that nobody sees but God. The hidden things of like anger or lust or jealousy, envy. Maybe there's been some things that have happened in your life where you're just dealing with what you would call unforgiveness and grudges you've held towards people. It's time to let that go tonight. On any one of those occasions, any one of those categories, you have an opportunity to yield to the right voice right now. Hallelujah. When I count to three, with the other hands that go up, if that's you on any one of those invitations or categories, as I count to three, shoot your hand up in the air too and give me the honor of praying with you. I will join forces with you. I will stand in the ditch with you. We will see this thing through. All over this place, if that's you, all over, one, two, three. Lift your hand if that's you. Hold it up high. Hold it up high. Come on, make the devil nervous that you even came tonight. That's it. Come on, give him a big God bless you. Hands are going up all over this place. Hallelujah. We're going to do one better. I want us to stand to our feet tonight. Come on. I said tonight I was going to lay hands on everybody, but I'm going to do that tomorrow morning. If you can't make tomorrow morning, this is why it's important to hear the right voice. <laughs> Those that lifted their hand, wanted to lift their hand, or should have lifted their hand, come and do what I said I would do. I get the honor of praying with you. Come on, run down here right now. If you lifted your hand, wanted to lift your hand, or should have, come on and meet me down here and let's pray together. Come on, give them a big God bless you as they come. Come on, all the hands that lifted. I saw the hands that lifted. Come on, come on, come on. Come on and join me right here in the front. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. Woo, come on, they're still coming. Hallelujah. You don't know what somebody's gone through. You don't know what they're going through right now. Praise the Lord. But the good thing is this. After tonight... You guys are going to hear the voice of your heavenly father, the voice of the good shepherd, and you're never going to be the same. All those other silly voices that have been trying to, come on, bring them down here. This is a big, big uh, gathering tonight. I am going to, come on, bring them on over here. Bring them on over here. Bring them on over here. Glory to God. There it is. God bless you. How are you feeling since that car accident? A lot better, right? Yeah, but we're not going to give voice to that. You're healed right now. All the pain in your body, that was a big thing. That's gone. Praise God. Woo. I'm excited about everybody who's being honest.